Welcome, travelers, to another episode of the Time Travel Show podcast. I'm Jen. I'm Matt, and I'm Hyde. And we're the, the Time Travel Trio. And it's our finale. Wow! wow. Three years, eighty episodes. Oh my gosh! I lots of time. <laughs> lots oh my gosh. of time. <laughs> time. Sometimes millions time. of years. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. Boy, if you're if you're just watching the time machine, it is definitely that much. Yeah, time. yeah. <laughs> Woo! Wow, guys, we made it. We're at the end of our time journey. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm thrilled. We're going to talk about some awesome stuff today in our last episode. We're going to do a retrospective, but before we get to that, which I'm very stoked to hear your guys' uh, favorite episodes and least favorite episodes that we've done, <laughs> yeah. um, before we get to that, we were able to get in touch with this awesome movie called Time Trap, and we were able to see it in advance of its release. And we got to interview some of the filmmakers. Yeah, we got to interview uh, uh, the writer, the writer and the two directors of it. Um, Mark Dennis, he is the writer and also the co-director, and Ben Foster, who was the co-director. Yeah, and they were really great. Um, we got to talk to them over Skype, and were, they were so generous with their time and just really interesting, interesting guys that I think we would. If, yeah. if there was time, we would talk time travel with these guys for a long time, I have a feeling. <laughs> they had a lot of really like cool insights, and they liked a lot of the same movies we did. And you can see yeah. some of the influences on it, which we will talk about in the interview, Absolutely. of course. But it really is a joy. And so this is a film that is going to be in select cities November 2nd, and then on digital and streaming uh, November the 13th. 13th. Yeah. Okay. November 13th, yeah. yeah. So iTunes, on Amazon, iTunes. Yeah. iTunes, Amazon, I think. Some other VOD, VOD platforms. So definitely look for it. This is a really cool movie. It's about an hour and a half. It's a great watch. It's really fun. Um, so here's our interview with Mark and Ben. So first, we want to say we watched your movie and really enjoyed it. It was, yeah. it was really great. We, we've seen a lot of time travel. <laughs> <laughs> we've done 80 episodes of our podcast, so we've seen a lot of time travel movies, and um, we're definitely impressed. It was, it was really great, so we appreciate you reaching out to us. Awesome. Glad you guys liked it. Should we do some little quick introductions? Yeah. So I'm Jen. Uh, I'm Matt. And I'm Hyde. And we're the time travel trio. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And yeah, we, uh, what's, I can never remember the name of it. What's that, the stupid movie that I wanted uh, to do? Project Almanac. I don't know if you ever saw that movie, Project yeah. Almanac. So that was kind of the movie that inspired the idea for, for me, and I presented it to these guys, and we're good friends, um, was I saw Project Almanac in theaters, and I loathed it with a burning passion because it was just not not great. So um, I had to just kind of rant about it and how sloppy the time travel was. And so we had a really great conversation about it, and I thought, hey, maybe people would want to listen. We should record this. And yeah. three years later, here we are. So. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah. How about you guys? How did you guys get started into filmmaking? How did you guys meet each other? You know, Pad Thai pictures. That's, that's an interesting name. Was this, this developed over dinner? And you're like, what are we going to call it? And I'm like, oh. Well, that, that ties in well. Ben and I went to uh, film school together at University of Texas in Austin, and Right across from the communication building where all the, all the film studios were, the TV studios, there was this great Thai place called Madame Mams, and we would, I guess we bonded over eating pad thai all the time, because that was our that was our meal, was the pad thai. Nice. And um, we, uh, we got paired up for a class. Um, we didn't really know each other, and everybody else kind of paired up with their friends. Um, ben was, like, really into, he was very visual, and he had a really cool camera and an editing setup, and he was 
way ahead of everybody else as far as um, visual style. And I always had a script and it was just a good pairing. Like I could show him the script and we could figure things out together. And we made this little short and it was a lot of fun. And, and we, we realized that like what he lacked, I made up and vice versa. Nice. Oh, that's great. That's awesome. So are you still there? Yeah, no, I went here before we were even in that class though. We both saw each other in another oh, class and we had yes, both, we both story. wore, we both had back to the future t-shirts on. <laughs> and I remember, I remember being yeah. like, nice shirt. And then yeah. I talked to him like years later and he was like, yeah, I said nice shirt too, but I thought you were a douchebag. <laughs> I know it's kind of hard tonight, but some fandoms you're like, okay, they like that thing, but are they that kind of fan or are they like yeah. my kind of fan? So you kind of have to like suss them out before you actually kind of like, Oh, Hey, yeah. we're, we're the same. Well, especially with back to yeah. the future. Cause it's, it's so popular. So you never know how, like how deep of a fan someone is, or if they're just, I like. Yeah, if they were just at box, Target so. and bought yeah. the shirt. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yes. I bought mine at Target. Nice. Yeah, I, did I too. mean, they Target have, has they good, have shirts. good shirts. Yeah, this yeah. might have been from Target. I don't know, my Stranger Things shirt. Um, so I guess how did how did you come up with the idea for Time Trap? Um, ben and I were trying to put another movie together called Enduro, and while we were we were sending out offers to a bunch of actors trying to get them to sign on so that we could get some of the funding, um, and anytime you send one of these offers out, you wind up having to wait for a couple weeks, and we were waiting and killing two weeks, and I remember thinking, like, I just want to know if it's a yes or a no now. I don't want to have to do all of this waiting, and I, I think the idea was, like, if I could just go into this closet here, I could come out and it would be... It, two weeks later, that would, uh, that would solve my problems. And I was like, oh, that's a cool idea for a movie. Um, but growing up in Central Texas, uh, the, the creepy, fun place was always a cave. Yeah. There's caves everywhere, so it turned into a uh, time cave instead. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I was going to ask about the filming location. I imagine you guys were actually in Texas or Austin, specifically? Yeah, we shot, we shot in Austin, and you know, Mark had this idea for a movie and a script, and uh, we were like, I mean, there's plenty of caves, but they're all protected. And it's easy. It's hard to go in there. And like, can we really set up shop in a cave? And I yeah. talked to my mom and she was like, Oh, your friend Joe has a cave. <laughs> and at first I was like, mom, you don't know what you're talking about. And she was totally right. And I talked to my, my buddy Joe and you know, he was like kind enough to let us at first we were like, Oh, we'll just come out for two weeks. And I think two months later we were finally out of his hair. Wow, and so, um, wow. and they had this incredible piece of property in kind of north North Austin that we shot at, and then we also shot out in West Texas in Sonora. Um, there's a place called Caverns of Sonora, and if you ever do the drive across the country um, and you're in the middle of Texas, stop at Caverns of Sonora because it's one of the most beautiful show caves, yeah, you know, in the country. And I don't think we really did it any justice in our movie, but was that the tall some, cave? There's some the, awesome rooms where you get where they're like uh, climbing up. Is that was that the that show cave? It was several caves. It okay. was it was the the really big room when, when Jackie falls, and then it was um, some other tunnel stuff, and then also whenever they're running at the end and all the like popcorn looking walls. That's all in Caverns of Sonora too, because they have so many different rooms with different uh, different textures. Yeah, that's that's great. And then we shot a little bit out in L.A. at the uh, at the Bronson Canyon, the 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 Bat Cave, the old Animals <laughs> Batman series. We shot at the cave there. So that was, and that was the easiest cave because you could drive a car and just park it in there. Nice. And these yeah. other caves, we had to like hike in with equipment and oh, wow. everything breaks. None of the radios work. Oh, so yeah. it was a, it was a luxury shooting in Los Angeles for sure. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Oh, that's awesome. Um, what, what movies or shows did you guys watch to kind of inspire the story? Well, we both kind of grew up on 
the same movies. The my favorite movies, Terminator Two, Ben's is Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that being a Goonies kid yes. was had a lot to do with it. Like I grew up in an area where you you would leave at eight a.m. and just be gone all day exploring the woods and stuff, and that was like the most fun ever. Um, being able to do that, I think that uh, those kinds of movies were were the kinds that excited me the most. Stand by Me, Goonies. Um, just anything that brought out like the inner 13 year old. So those are probably the, the big hits for me. Yeah. And that yeah. kind of influenced how we did the, how we shot it too. Because if you watch Goonies, there's no like dis- the descent, like dark black scenes with just a flashlight. Yeah. We wanted to make sure that this cave was kind of well lit, which obviously isn't, isn't realistic, <laughs> yeah. but, um, but we wanted to do something that was a little safer and a little more fun. Um, so I think the the style of the Goonies definitely influenced the way it's the way it looks. Yeah, and there yeah, definitely want, is that vibe. Yeah, and I appreciate. We wanted the like six year olds to be able to watch. Sorry, we keep just, <laughs> it's funny because I can see you guys. It's hard because we can see. But I can see you like start to talk. It's okay. Um, I don't even know what I was saying. Oh, we wanted six year olds to be able to watch it and still be able to enjoy it, and then one day be twenty six and see the same movie in a different way and, and also enjoy it. Yeah, that's great. And also had like the kind of supernatural thing with like the Fountain of Youth, obviously, and that the final room that we don't actually like enter. We kind of see the, this like epic battle between uh, conquistadors and cavemen. That like it's kind of like that, the, like the captured magic that is kind of left to your imagination, you know? Mm-hmm. Right, and it didn't cost very much to shoot a big battle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> smart. <laughs> very little choreography. Yeah, <laughs> you stand here. Stay really you stand there. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. So, I guess, what did you guys do to research the time travel? I know it sounds like you guys are fans of time travel already. Um, did you do research, read books, or or anything like that? I wouldn't say that there was any real research done, except for, like, just making sure that the timing made sense, because I know that, um, you know, there's a, you have to figure out, like, is it one day, is every time the, the sun goes by, and, and whenever you find out later that it's it's more than that, we actually had to figure out how long, how long time, how much time had passed before the explorer comes down. We didn't want it to sound stupid. And I, I want to say we had three or four of these conversations where we we weren't sure of ourselves. We weren't sure that we'd come up with the correct formula, and so we would sit there yeah. and we would count again and do the math until everything made sense. Yeah, and th- we kind of looked for those type type of like pl- uh, plot holes, but we can- actually didn't find any in your guys, thankfully. You know, yeah. so so yeah, but great. Yeah, yeah, it worked out because like obviously you guys went forward. You didn't mess with like going mm-hmm. back and changing things, and but then so then it became a question of okay, so the cavemen are in there for we don't really know how long, but they, long enough for them to for the hundreds of thousands of years to pass, mm-hmm. and then all the people that we follow, they kind of go in there in an overspan of days, you know, and so that kind of, for them, it's almost instant, because the way you guys designed it, it's like, you know, if you're gone for half an hour, it's instantaneous, or mm-hmm. two days, it's seconds, or even a minute or two, you know, so, so right. yeah, and check Another thing that's weird to think about is that the room with the conquistadors and the, and the cavemen all fighting, that's going at a completely different speed than the surface, yeah. so it's like gears just going faster and faster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, and I, I liked the different ways that you kind of helped to clue in the audience, uh, especially the GoPros. I thought it was a really smart way to do that without kind of... Yeah, with Furby. <laughs> it, what's the word? Like throwing up science at people, so to speak, uh, which we see a lot. Like it's too, it's too much, yeah. But I, I liked that it was in a very clear way that, that an audience could follow. Um, and so, I, yeah, I, I appreciated that as someone who watched a lot of time travel. 
A lot of that is just sort of a, it's just a leftover from the original script because Mark and I, Mark, when he first sent this script to me, I was shooting a commercial in Scotland. He was in Thailand. Oh, wow. Uh, just on, on vacation. And he was like, hey, I've got an idea for a movie. Um, check this out. And it was the first like 45 pages or something like that. And, um, and it was a found footage movie. And our plan, like Mark said, you know, we were waiting on this other script, this other movie that we wanted to do uh, to get going. And he was like, we could do this with your camera, you know, go back to Texas, shoot it in a cave there and just have like a practice movie and something to, to, you know, be, be making. Yeah. And so it was all found footage. And we showed that to our director of photography. And he was like, you guys should do this as a cinematic movie. This is a really cool idea. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad we took his advice um, because it, it really is. And it deserves to be, uh, you know, a more cinematic movie. And I think we were kind of at the tail end of the found footage uh, fad. Yeah. So it was a good thing. Oh, great. But yeah. those, But those elements, the GoPro and all that stuff, you know, they're still in there. And I don't know that those would have been uh, present if the idea was was always a cinematic film. Right. Yeah. They, all, they helped shape the script and shape a lot of the twists that happened in the movie. Mm-hmm. It was right. almost like it wrote itself. Yeah, yeah. That was great. Um, so now you kind of mentioned, did you guys know how long, or I guess how much time passed in each layer? I, or was it, did you leave it kind of vague on purpose, or did you ever kind of plan that out? I think we figured it out one time. The, the, yeah. when every, it was first every, written, but every seven seconds is one year. Okay. Wow. Wow. If you look at a shot where they're looking up at the top of the cave and you see the, you know, the solstice go back and forth, mm-hmm. you can pretty much just count and, and know, know how it works. Okay. So that's, okay. that's the year, right? The full year. Uh-huh. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So, so it goes to the, all the way to the left and that's, uh, that's summer. And then it goes back to the other side and that's winter. And then when it gets back to the left, you're back at summer, so you know that's one year. Oh, wow. Yeah, cool. Oh, cool. But trying to figure out like the total amount of time that's gone by, like if somebody wanted to do that, they wouldn't really be able to because there's so much, there's so much missed time. Whenever you like, there's a you know a few minutes between scenes, or maybe it was an hour. You don't really know yeah, yeah. how much time has passed, so you're you're not going to get a definitive answer. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I know that uh, that Hopper's sister, her scream was kind of like the continue, like that connected our two party of uh, Hopper and and the party. You know, we kind of they both heard it, so we know that it's they were basically there around the same time. You know, they, right, right. You know, so because it was like a two days since the party joined there, but um, doing the math, you could figure out it was a few seconds, right? You know, or less than a second. I'm glad you that you noticed the the scream because I like I've never really talked to anybody about that. No one's ever yeah, brought it up either. before. <laughs> well, but that's that's something that we that's something that we consciously did. We we're like if we put it here mm-hmm. and put it here, people will will tie it together. Yeah. Um, but no one's no one said anything yet. That's that's cool. Somebody finally acknowledged it. <laughs> well, the first but time I heard a scream. The other about... interesting thing is that those you know those that sequence where you go back to Hopper and you see him uh, entering the cave and exploring and stuff like that that used to just run all continuous from the beginning and uh-huh. uh, you know one of the last edits that we made was as soon as the kids hit the threshold and uh, Taylor's hand is touching touching the you know the time time waves yeah. or whatever mm-hmm. um, we go back to Hopper and putting all that stuff you know real fresh in everybody's mind really helps all that stuff connect yeah I, I yeah, agree good. Uh, well, I, yeah, I was saying, uh, you know, it kind of the first time, the first time I heard the scream, I was like, okay, I'll know what that I know what that means later on. And obviously, we don't we, we don't see her being kidnapped, but we see her 
having been kidnapped. And I'm like, okay, I kind of was like, okay, that was her scream. Because it wasn't Furby or whatever, you know, because it was a young girl scream. Yeah. yeah. Um, did you did you ever map out how long each character spent down in the caves? Uh, I don't remember ever doing that. We might have we might have talked crazy. about it. Oh no! Oh, you mean like all of the different eras like, of people, like the hippies and the conquistadors, and the, yeah. you don't mean the individual like Goonies kids. You mean like right. everybody right. from? Yeah. Um, at one time, I, I remember sending Ben something that was the entire history of the cave. This was at least a year ago, so I don't remember what it was. But it was like from the moment that it was created and then everybody who would ever come in and then would come in in the future. Yeah, wow. So you had a, you had a kind of like a, a Bible set up before you even started shooting? Um, no, this came this came after, actually. It wasn't okay. – uh, I don't think that we planned on it before like that. We, we – made this movie in kind of a crazy way we were i wrote the script right around my birthday in the middle of may and sent it to ben right after that and we were shooting uh in the middle of august um like we did all of our pre-production in under three months all the cast and stuff like it it came together very very quickly but because of that uh you know there wasn't enough time writing it we didn't i don't think that we we thought everything through we wound up spending a lot more time in post-production reshooting things trying to make things work better because the the script wasn't quite there Gotcha. yeah but i think it does check out because for 40 years in the cave if every seven seconds is a year that's 40 times seven seconds so that's that could just be even a few minutes for the hippies you know obviously they were kind of they they were uh they were killed by the cavemen um so, I know when we mapped it, we did we mapped it out at one point to make sure that it all made sense. We didn't have the exact timing make sense, but yeah. we made sure that if we were going to do it, let like, someday somebody would go through and do all the math and try to figure <laughs> it out and call us out because we all we all do that. We do that with our favorite yeah. movies all the time. Well, that right. doesn't make sense, and we were like, well, let's make it make as much sense. And actually, this is more of a Ben thing. He wants to make sure that it makes more sense. And I'm like, nah, it's fine. It's nobody cares. <laughs> He's like, well, let's just try, and we eventually got to. A point where we realize yes it does work so all right let's we could move on yeah that's a good balance because sometimes you feel like if it's just one writer director they care too much about it making sense like maybe like we saw some movies where people just they just explain for a whole scene uh, like you know uh, uh temporal you know oh, or, or jargon uh, displacement. Displacement. displacement did you see that oh yeah that movie? it's a very low budget <laughs> i think it's on amazon yeah. but that was there's a lot of a lot of science jargon in that one. <laughs> yeah, but 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 I, I can definitely see that balance of like let's have it be fun and make sure the logic is there behind the scenes, but like don't over-explain it, which I think right. I think it was it, you guys did a good job with. Mm-hmm. And like you guys said, just going forward helps too. Like yeah. we're not getting into the mess of <laughs> sure. going backwards through time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's that's where all the all the messy plot hole problems usually come in. Yeah. When there's too mm-hmm. much back and forth, so I did like that yeah, that Hopper left the cave though at one point and kind of saw that he saw kind of time progressing outside of the cave. I I did like that you guys did that too. I thought that was cool. Again, yeah, that's one of my favorite things the about the wasteland thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. When yeah when Kara left, that's where I kind of clicked on how the logic works because I was like, mm-hmm. for her, she saw 30 minutes but everyone just was instantly I was like wait how does that work relatively speaking and then I had to like wrap my head around okay in the cave is you know basically your clock is right. slower faster well, however it is well the <laughs> nice thing too was that there was a, like times like that there was a couple times when because he and I watched it together but um, when I was like oh that's because this is happening but then the characters like 10 seconds later will like basically explain that and so it's it was really nice that 
you know, if you're not us who's watched a million time travel movies, <laughs> that that you can still follow along and you can get it and it doesn't like to take forever. And so I, I appreciate that it's not just all thrown at you at the end. You can kind of progress as the characters progress and understand too. It's it's tough to figure out what the audience is going to figure to understand as you go because we fight with each other a lot about this. Like, uh, are people going to, are people going to get it? Well, are we talking down to them? If we try to explain it to them, right. who's the audience for this? And we, we really want to make sure that it, everybody can like it. And you know, if you, if you go a little bit older, people are going to start saying, Oh, it didn't make any sense. Blah, 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 blah. But then yeah. you've got the, you know, you got the middle schoolers that are just like coolest thing I've ever watched. I can't wait to see it again. You know? Yeah. Oh, totally. We made it. We made it for our 13-year-old selves, not our not our 36-year-old selves. <laughs> and I think that's why it's fun. That's why it's more enjoyable. It doesn't take itself like the most serious thing. Yeah. Like, not to bring up Primer again, but that's something that Primer <laughs> could probably have used more of is to like make it also like a fun adventure. He needed yeah. cavemen. He needed cavemen <laughs> in the storage facility. Cavemen are very important. We don't see enough cavemen in time travel. Yeah, that's true, yeah. <laughs> Missed opportunity in Sound of Thunder, I've got to say. Oh, Sound of Thunder. That's our favorite. That's, that's a favorite movie. bad movie. Yeah. That's a great one, yeah. It's, it's a really good one to watch. Ben Kingsley. And... Do, you guys, do you guys like Butterfly Effect? We do. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, good. I'm yeah. glad you said that because I love it. I think it's amazing. Yeah. I, I had some yeah. problems with how they chose to <laughs> change things, but uh, yeah, it was, it was a fun... For the time, it was a fun early 2000s movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not perfect, but it doesn't yeah. matter because yeah. it's time travel. It doesn't have to it be. Is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is fun. Um, do you guys know, just side note, do you guys know about the secret Rachel McAdams quadrilogy? That no. She's, she's been no, in four that? different time travel movies where she's dated someone who's time traveled, but she herself has never time traveled. Yeah, it's weird. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> uh, but what is it? So it's about time, the time traveler's wife, and then what are the other two? Doctor Strange and oh. um, Midnight in Paris. Midnight in Paris. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, that's right? really interesting. Isn't so, that weird? Yeah, we we that's always say it, it, whenever we like pitch a fake movie on our podcast, we always cast her because we want her sure. to actually time travel. <laughs> yeah. So if you guys ever do another time travel movie, <laughs> cast Rachel McAdams, please. please. <laughs> I'm sure she wants to time travel. She has to know, right? Like, we say this all the time, but she has to realize it, I would think. I'm uh, sure she knows. There's, I don't think she would keep taking parts playing the love interest of a time traveler if she wasn't trying to say something. We're gonna, You know right? what's going to happen? We're going to find out in, like, 40 years that she's 300 years old or something, yep. and she's yes. a tri- time traveler herself. Yes. She's trying totally. to tell us something. Yes, yeah, definitely. No, I totally agree. From, like, Keanu Reeves and, like, Winona oh, Ryder. Keanu Reeves is definitely a time traveler. <laughs> yeah, Hugh Jackman is a time traveler. Hugh Jackman. Um, oh, a quick question we had about how did the future race know where to find them, the cave, the beacon? Mm-hmm. Like, how was that, like, plotted out? Like, what's the... Was it from the beacon that they found them, or how did they know where to... Where to find the cave entrance. Uh, ben, you can take this one. You're the one which that made one? me do it. <laughs> which, wait, what did I make you do? Say the question again. Oh, the, uh, like how the future race kind of knew where to find them and find the cave. Was it from the beacon? Well, I think, so I think the thinking on this is that she, you know, they're, this guy's coming down. The earth has died, basically, yeah. and everybody lives on Mars. Um, but there is, you know, some piece of life where, some piece of, uh, this place on Earth where life began, and that's kind of, uh, we're getting much bigger than the actual movie, but uh, the idea is that this cave is maybe where that happened, ooh. and so they, and they've able, they're able to detect it with their satellites around the Earth or whatever, oh. and they've sent a guy back, and he's going into the cave to get this piece of water to see if they can, uh, if it's useful for them elsewhere. So I don't think he's actually looking for these kids, but 
you know, I don't know what Google's going to be like in 4,000 years, but there's a good chance that we're all on Ancestry.com and, you know, whatever. So that scan on their eyes is just the future people, you know, reverse image searching these people. Okay. And this is what uh, this is what he's come up with. Okay. And that's his way of telling them what happened uh, while they're gone, because he understands how the cave works by now for whatever reason. And Interesting. he can't talk to him. So this is how he does it. Okay. okay that's cool. Uh, okay. Were okay. there, did you have any more layers? I know each layer is a different speed. Um, is the frozen battle layer, is that the final layer around the fountain? No. Okay. Uh, it goes further. It see? goes further. There's a, there's um, a mini series, a limited series already, you know, uh, we're structured for this that we've figured out a couple years ago. Awesome. Um, that, I would love to be able to make it someday, and we we talked to a we talked to a TV studio one time about it, and it, we felt like we were getting close, but it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Maybe sometime in the future, if this takes off, you'll see a, a time trap, the series, or you know something like that. Um, but it definitely goes back further, and what it goes back to is uh, such a fun, interesting thing. So that it it it, it goes full circle for sure. Awesome. Yeah, cool. it's really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I actually, <laughs> I said this before we started that um, I felt like this movie could be a prequel for a, a miniseries. <laughs> uh, generally. Like, I, yeah, the future, the, yeah. the people in the future. Yeah. So. Every day we get closer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope so. I guess one more question from us. Did you guys have any unique challenges while directing this film, like how you were going to tackle the, the time wall or, or things like that that you kind of had to brainstorm? I don't know. I think one of the hardest things is uh, just shooting in the cave, um, working with a script that we weren't maybe quite quite done with. And, um, you know, every movie, I'm sure you're just up against uh, yourselves and each other to a degree. Um, So I would say that's that's the hardest thing. I I think that. Go ahead, sir. No, just the, the whole don't shoot a movie in a cave. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that um, what's what I found hard was uh, usually when you're shooting something, you have a lot of like normal days, and you might have like a couple of difficult days, and you'll have like one really hard day, and you're like, man, that was a really hard day. I can't believe we got through that. And this movie was like the first day we were just, I just don't think we were ready. And we started, we started and, uh, it was really hard the first day and it was like, okay, it was just, you know, tough first day. And then it was like a second day and a third day. And then by the time like the fifth or sixth day came around, we realized this was a really, really hard movie to make. And we had probably bit off more than we could chew. And we were just like every day, just hoping to like make it home to go to sleep. We were, it was tough. I mean, I imagine, too, you kind of lose track of time because you're in a cave. You can't really, like, see the sun, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And our, we had to flip the um, the shooting one time from day to night, uh, you know, in, like, a day or day and a half. And that's always really tough on everyone, too. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, I guess we also want to know where where can people find this movie? Is it going to be on digital at, at some point or...? It comes out in November. So we right? have a, we have a limited limited theatrical, uh, L.A., Austin, a few other cities. Dig around for that starting on November second, and then on November thirteenth, it'll be out on iTunes and Amazon and okay. all the places that you can you can rent a movie. The VOD nice. platforms and all that stuff. So, you know, if you if enough people rent it, maybe we'll make that series, and you can see what happens deeper into the cave. Yeah, very nice. Please That'd do. If you guys need to talk time travel, if you make your series, we're always happy to. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah. that That's a good idea. Actually, we can we can uh, 
fact check or uh, yeah, yeah. logic check everything with you guys. We know too much. We did a lot of research. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. Thank you so much for, for taking the time and, and chatting with us. And this is like honestly so cool for us to be able to watch a movie and then talk to people who made it and um, you know, this was this was awesome. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we, we, we've had some guests on, but this is the first time we actually talked to a writer and director of a time travel movie, so oh, cool. it's special yeah. for us, yeah. That's cool. Can, can I leave you guys with a uh, recommendation? If you haven't seen it, there's a, I think it's a Spanish movie, it's called Morir or No, Morir or no meaning to see or not. I think that's what oh. it's called. I think I got it right. I'm not, no, to die or not, that's what it is. Morir or no, M-O-R-I-R. Yeah, I think that's oh, death. No. I think that's to die in Spanish, yeah. Yeah, we'll um, no, I don't know. Check it out. It's I've never seen a movie like it, and I I think about it all the time. Interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. okay. Yeah, we'll definitely check that out. Thank you. Thanks for having us on. It's been fun. Yeah, Thanks absolutely. Yeah, thank, thank you so much. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Ben. Yeah, and good luck with Thanks, your you with your film. I I hope a lot of people see it. We do us too. Bye. Okay, so there you go. We mm -hmm. got to we got to talk to them. How cool is that? Yeah, that's the first time we ever talked to people that wrote a time travel movie. I know, and <laughs> and like they, you can really tell, and they kind of mentioned this, but they really took the time to to get to understand the time travel and to make sure that it made sense. Like right. it sounded like that was something that was really important to them, and and also fun too. Yeah, right. which is a good balance that we comment on frequently about how if a movie is too much into the science realm or like too they, they care too much about like making sense like just like set it up so that it makes sense logically when you're watching it you don't think wait why did that make sense right. but then also make it fun yeah and i like that they said they made it for their 13 year old selves not their present selves and i think that you can definitely see that in the movie there's so much love in it there's so much detail and it really was you know I will say this, I can say this now because uh, we've already done an interview and stuff. I was very nervous when I got an email and you were talking to me, Jen, about like, hey, this uh, indie film wants us to review their film. And I thought, well, this was bad. Because I've had to see it. We've had to see a lot of indie we've films. We've definitely seen more bad time travel movies, yeah. especially indies, than good ones. Right. And you're just like, I didn't want you know, to have to do an interview with somebody and then lie to them and be like, oh, yeah, it was cool. It was mm -hmm. it was a good it was a good movie and then go to my review and then be like, yeah, no, it wasn't. I'm yeah, sorry. but we didn't have to. <laughs> yeah, we, was, we enjoyed it. It was so great. <laughs> it yeah. was well done. We, I, as soon as the movie was done, I was like, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. I would see it again. I thought it was really fun. Um, yeah, I love when movies in general just go for it. Like, the yes. reason why I like the uh, Star Wars episode um, uh, 7, right? The, Which one? The uh, Last Jedi. Oh, Last Jedi, Because oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they went for it. They made choices and they like, they just, they went for it, you know? And so this movie, at the end, they like, they went for it. They right. really like... Yeah, and it sounds know. like they, they told the story they wanted to tell, which was great. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, there's definitely, you know, there's some fun time travel there. They had these, this cool, like, time wall that was damp. And <laughs> yes. you could kind of see the effect. The special effects of the movie were, we were all pretty impressed. It was... It was cool to, to see that. The sound design, I think you said, was Yeah, the was sound good. design. I really enjoyed this. I know that sounds strange to say, but like that really can make or break your film, and they clearly spend time on it. And also, they're in a cave. So like in, mm -hmm. in the interview, you heard, but like they had a lot of challenges filming in a cave. Oh, yeah. Almost exclusively. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the movie is filmed in the cave. Right. So, you yeah. know. 
think like my, lighting and sound and all that stuff. The cave stuff was so cool. Just I, and I even like noticed in the lighting, just like how interesting they could make shapes and shadows with yeah. lighting within a cave. But I'm sure it was also a challenge, as they said. Oh. Um, but one of my some of my favorite parts were when they actually left the cave and they kind of saw how much time had progressed right. outside <laughs> of it. I thought it was really cool, and I'm glad they had stuff like that in there. Well, it's a cool moment because you you see that it's like it's something that we actually don't always get to see, and particularly in movies like this, you don't really get to see like time, even time machine doesn't really yeah the movie didn't even the, the book he does he right. goes way in the future mm-hmm. but in the movie he doesn't really see earth destroyed it's right. like a post-apocalyptic it's not say, like yeah, uninhabitable like right. maybe doctor who is probably the best kind of comparison mm. for someone who actually sees that but you're right yeah that's actually a good point yeah it, but it was like the cool this the scene i like the scene where he's looking up and he sees the uh, kind of the stars and like everything move it very much reminded me of a better version of what they tried to do in Timeline, where they said, well, he looked yes. a picture of the year, and then, like, he saw... <laughs> and you saw them like, kind of move. Right, but it wasn't here. super interesting. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I loved how they did that. And just, even the the lighting, not to go back to the lighting, but the lighting when, when days were passing and we would just see, like, a shadow of, like, light flickering on and off, mm. like, on the mouth of the cave, so to speak, like... Just that, just that kind of subtle detail in the background, I thought was just, it added to it. And um, yeah. we did, we, I think we mentioned this in the interview, but we didn't really see any plot holes. Um, time travel. Yeah, yeah. So. It, it's great to go in one direction. Uh, and yeah. and yeah. they actually had a good reason to go in that one direction. Because, yeah. you know, you, you need to make sure you have a good story. And, and like, it's about these people. And even though we're only going forward, there's still go, stuff going on because there's people from the past who have now gone to the present, their present day. And so mm-hmm. there's a lot of like combining of these different time periods while still going in one direction, which is, I think is, is a good, good kind of use of that type of time travel. Yeah. And we, we also loved that they had like equal female leads to male leads. Yeah. It was really, oh, it was really refreshing. Yeah. We didn't bring that up yeah, in the interview, but that's a I, good point. Yeah. We meant to mention that to them, but hopefully they're, they're listening to this because we, <laughs> we really did appreciate, um, you know, multiple female leads, not just, the one, token girl, one yeah. One girl. She's and, and, a girl. She's cool. Yeah, and, and one that can, like, rock climb like a pro. Yeah, they were bad. <laughs> and, like, all three of them were badass in their own ways. Like, it was really, it was cool. They were all brave in, in different different scenes. And um, and so that was cool. And, yeah, I think it should be a series. I'm all about it. Yeah, yeah. We, we are down to see more to of this world. We're down to be time travel consultants if you need. If it does get me. Um, cool. So... Yeah, again, thank you for uh, for letting us, you know, help to share time travel, sorry, time travel, time traps story <laughs> and uh, share the time travel with, with us. And hopefully our, our fans and our listeners will, will check it out because it, yeah. it was a cool movie and um, it's worth seeing. All right. So finale, here we are. Yes. Woo! I can't even believe it. Final thoughts. <laughs> finale final. Final <laughs> Finale. Finito. 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 Finally finale. Olive Garden. <laughs> <laughs> when you're here, you're a time travel family. <laughs> oh. oh. I, I am going to miss... I mean, it's like an hour. See you guys. But I'm going to miss doing this yeah. with you guys. It's going to be strange to not record these right we're just honestly. gonna like hang out now it's like people and, and, what do we yeah. do and watch, watch, watch movies and talk, talk about, about them without, right. without recording it for yeah. people to listen literally for the last three years it's been guaranteed that pretty much every week i've watched at least Mostly. one thing about time travel yeah so now i can watch 
whatever I want. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy, right? And I'm sure I'm going to still see some time travel stuff because, like, oh, yeah. you know, I, I feel like there's some movies that, like, oh, yeah, that one's still there, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So we have a few different kind of categories that we are going to go, excuse me, go over in a retrospective. And Little segments. Yeah. So we'll kind of go go one by one, and we'll start with movies that we were too soft on. Movies and or TV shows, sorry. I should clarify. Although most of mine, if not all of them, are movies. <laughs> yeah. Just because we didn't do that many TV shows, and the TV shows we did, for the most part, were ones we liked. Yeah, we and also near the end. stuff like, like, around your girls. Oh, yeah. With the, anyway. Yeah. Oh, then, um... It's not Highlander, is it? Is it? No, no, it's, it's, it's called. It's like time something time. Timeless. Timeless. Oh yeah, timeless. Which is having its um, movie series finale in December. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like stuff like that. Like we didn't. Abigail we Spencer. we only yes, thank you. We only did TV shows that we like. So like most of. Or at least one of at least one yeah. of us have seen all the way through. You know. Yeah. So for the most part, it's just you know. It's going to be it's, movies. It's, pers- it's our personal <laughs> yeah. preferences. Obviously, that's what a podcast is. Yeah, so... <laughs> all right, Too Soft. Matt, why don't you start this one? Um, yeah, stuff I was too soft on. I I was surprised to see that I gave Star Trek, the reboot, a 9 out of 10 for the time travel. Wow. I was like, what? Like, my, my reasonings were... my I had valid points for it. I was like, oh, you know, they didn't really do too much with it, so they didn't really mess with a bunch. But the fact that they didn't do too much with it means I shouldn't have given it any more than a 7.5 or an 8. Even though I liked it. Yeah, it like, really was just a like a platform to get from A to B yeah. for the most part. And so I think I was too soft on it for that reason. I was like, oh yeah, it was a good way to reboot the franchise that I gave mm-hmm. it way too high. I think for me, I started off kind of near the top and I would dock points early on in the podcast. Like, yeah. But things I didn't like. But now, I started at a 5 and if I like it, it goes up higher. Yeah. So... So like so now the the limit for Star okay. Trek would be lower so because what? I would start at a five and I would give points for things I like. So it ended up around an eight now. I made seven point seven point five eight. So mm. what uh, what else is on your list? Um, for too soft, I think that's no Edge of Tomorrow. I give a four, which is which is oh wait, no that's the opposite way. That's uh, too hard. Yeah, too hard. Okay, <laughs> then I think oh yeah, Time Machine. I gave it a seven point five. Which really? I thought was really too high. Yeah. Um, because it was just like, yeah. It, like, at the beginning, he kind of did some stuff, but they kind of just, I don't know, they kind of butchered it. But So I, I'll probably give it a 5 now instead of 7.5. Okay. Because I think I gave it too many points for the machine and liking the book too much. But now it's like, okay, they did some things that were good, they did some things that were bad, and they kind of didn't really do enough with it. So I probably settled on a 5 now. Yeah. Okay. I'll go next. So, I have a few. Time Traveler's Wife is one that I was way too soft on. I give it an 8 out of 10 for the movie, and that is just <laughs> very generous. It was very early. That was a like of, episode number 7. A lot of the early ones we did, we were pretty loosey-goosey on. Just, and, and I was kind of saying when I was going back through some of our old episodes that I wish we would have done some of these B-movies early on and kind of waited until we had a better footing of how to do this to do some of these bigger movies because I think we kind of would have done not that we did a bad job but I think we would have done a stronger job of covering them especially something like Time Traveler's Wife which is one of our most listened to excuse me listen to yeah listen to 
Listen yeah. to oh, the to It's a verb. Episode. Okay. Tood. <laughs> Tood. You got some tood, man. Okay. Um, people listen to that episode a lot. How about that? Yeah. And uh, for me, that is our weakest episode that we've ever done of any other ones that we've done. I I can't listen to that episode because I just think it was just how we went about it was really sloppy. And after that, we kind of reformatted our format and kind of didn't talk through the entire the plot synopsis of the entire movie as much and so I think some of the movies we did around that time like the first 10 or so I'd say um were a little weak so anyway that one I gave a pretty high rating to I also am putting source code on there that I was too soft on I liked source code but I gave it an 8 out of 10 which I think is a little high I probably would have given it something closer to 6.5 or 7 it is a good movie and it's one of those that I recommend to people because I think most people haven't seen it but yeah, that was, I felt, was a little too generous. Yeah. Um, Men in Black 3, while I love it, also an 8, felt a little high. I mean... For, for the movie for or the, time travel? For the movie. Oh, okay. For the enjoyment of the movie, it was great, but I, I don't think it should be that high. And my last one was Time Bandits... Which I gave a six out of ten, which actually is kind of generous because I did not like that movie at all. So <laughs> sorry. So that's my. Those are the ones I was too soft on. Um, we all know I was pretty harsh on a lot of movies. So there you go. <laughs> Redemption ham- for some. The hammer dropped. <laughs> um, so movies that I think I was too um, soft on. Actually, actually, it's one of our early films and one that I actually is one of my lowest rated ones, uh, Project Almanac. I gave it a three. And I listened back to why I did it and I said, you know, some of the characters were interesting just and the concept was interesting, but it just wasn't well executed and too much focus on like teenage drama. But the more I think about it, and I rewatched a couple of clips from Project Almanac. And I was like, you know, actually, this movie is worse than I remember because, yeah, you know, it's a there is a lot of fun. We we make fun of it a lot, but I also gave Displacement a three, mm. and you know, and I know you think, well, shouldn't you be happy if you give something to Project Almond? Like, no, Displacement had like a shoestring budget. They had like four locations they were allowed to shoot in, and that was it. Yeah, Project Almond had a real budget. It had a very interesting concept, and it completely squanders it. Mm-hmm. And the more I thought about it, the more I was like, you know, this could have been a cool movie, but it's so poorly handled. And this whole capture cam footage thing is just so tired, even back then. It's also like a lot of music videos, pretty much, in the movie. Right. It's just a long commercial for, like, yeah, like bands. Like they go to Lollapalooza and, like, get on stage of a band. I'm like, what? So I, I had to drop it down to from a three to a two because I just felt like I was too soft and I think I was a little <laughs> too um, lenient um, with it. Well, it's interesting because we gave it twos. Right. Yeah. And, and I think I was a little more like, well, you know, I should I should be a little different from the crowd. Maybe I'll be a little more generous. And like, I was like, you know what? No, that movie does not deserve that yeah. much. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I think I, so. I think I was a little too uh, soft on that movie. The movie. Yeah. There's some honorable mentions of movies I think I was a little too soft on. Like what? Looking back on, like, I think I was, I think I was a little soft on uh, Looper because I was, you know, I really liked the first two acts, but I'm starting to realize after seeing Last Jedi that maybe Ryan Johnson just really has a problem 
with Dirt Axe and Scripps. <laughs> and I was being a little too generous to him. So, yeah. The shoe fits. <laughs> All right. So now we'll do ones that we were a little too harsh on. And um, <laughs> Matt, why don't you start? Yeah, I don't, have a, I don't have a ton that I found. Uh, the one that, I, that really stuck out to me was Edge of Tomorrow. I gave it a four, and I think that deserves a five. Because I know I had some issues with, like, how they reset the whole universe, you know? Mm -hmm. But the more I thought about it, the more I kind of look at it more like X-Men Days of the Future Past, where it's just his mind being sent back. And I, I probably did mention that, too, in my assessment of the time travel. But that that's less egregious to me now, um, you know? Because I, I remember harping on, like, oh, how does the whole universe reset and all that stuff? And I'm like, well, no, it just kind of, his mind gets sent back to his younger body. I don't know. But, yeah, I think four was too low for that movie. Because I do enjoy that movie a lot. And I still kind of regard it as a good movie. So, like, oh, so, by the way, I'm doing my time travel rating. I think you guys did movie rating. I did so movie I think that, rating. that's... Um, I did movie rating. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. But, so, for me, I'm, I was looking more at, at what I, how I judge the time travel. Um, well, you probably did it better than we did, so. <laughs> no, it's you. fine. <laughs> no, so, I, yeah, I think for me, Edge of Tomorrow really stuck out to me. I think that was the biggest one that I kind of really... Okay. Sought after. So, as I'm sure you could probably guess, I had to really go through and eliminate a lot of them <laughs> so, so that I didn't have too many in the ones that I was too harsh on. And, but on the same side of that, I also was like, it wasn't hard for me to eliminate some because a lot of them, rightfully so, I was harsh on. So, anyway, that being said, I <laughs> you'll be surprised... Probably because you just mentioned this, but I actually had Project Almanac on one that I was too harsh on, mm. which I gave it a two. I think, you know, I, I just say that because the whole thing of starting the podcast was because of that movie, right. because yeah, of true. how much I hated mm. it. And so I just felt comparatively, kind of in retrospect, after not seeing it for three years, which like, thank God, best three years <laughs> of my life, but... but you know, it did some things that were interesting. I do agree with the stuff you were saying. It's it's basically a giant music video. It's messy and, you know, whatever, blown out of, whatever. But Prius. Yeah, <laughs> but, it's not about his charm. Yeah, and I think it's not, at least for me, I don't think it's as bad now. Now that I've been away from it for enough period of time. Because at that point, I had seen Project Almanac in theaters. And then, like, probably a month later, we watched it. And right. so that's a lot of Project Almanac, and so yeah. no wonder I hated it. But like now, sort of stepping away, I don't think I would have given it a two, maybe like a three, three point five, not that much higher. But anyway. yeah, so it's that it's, one... it's it's definitely more on like it's closer to like a Sound of Thunder in terms of quality, where it's right. more. I don't know. I wouldn't say enjoyable to watch, but I don't know. There's some merit to kind of hate watching it, I guess, as opposed mm. to some like displacement where it's like, ugh, it's yeah. exhausting. My other one that I was too harsh on was Sound of Thunder, as you mentioned. I gave that movie a 2 out of 10, which I, it was really funny because when we, if you listen to like our overall reviews at the end of that episode, we're like talking about how much we hate this movie and I'm like, I never want to see it again. And Matt's like, I never want to watch this movie again for the rest of my life. And like, meanwhile, since then, we've bought it on DVD. We're like already planning a movie night for our friends to see it. Like yeah. <laughs> that movie, like I think across the board for all of us, maybe kind of should be one that we were probably a little too harsh on. For sure. Because it's our favorite bad movie. Yes, it is a bad movie. I don't want to like 
deny that part right. of it. Right. But it's such a fun. But bad it's movie. really fun, and we had such a good time the gorilla watching raptors. it. And like that's a movie like get drunk and watch it with your friends yes. if you're old enough to drink. Get drunk and watch it with your friends, and don't drive. And it's a <laughs> it's a ball. You will have a blast, and you'll laugh, and it's enjoyable yeah and another one that i think we were a little harsh or at least i was a little harsh on that was also fun was time at the top um that was a fun fun movie and even at the end of that we said we had a really fun time so yeah it was a fun conversation so that was another one on my too harsh i, I would agree yeah i would i think yeah that's a good list <laughs> yeah <laughs> did you have any others that you wanted to oh yes through? so I felt I was a little too harsh. You know, a lot of the ones we did were early on. This was exactly smack dab in the middle of our experience, and that is Frequency. Mm. As a movie, I think I was too hard. I stick with my time travel grade, because I think it was about a three. But I am, I think it was a little too harsh on it. Because, yes, there's problems. Yes, the movie kind of loses its heart by focusing more on the serial killer than the relationship between father and son. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's clearly like some studio interference where they needed something a little bit more exciting than just like, you know, a human drama with time travel trappings. That being said, Frequency has really good actors in it with Jim Caviezel, Dennis Quaid, Andre Bauer. And, and there is something very nice. You know, I keep running into people online who like that's like one of their favorite movies. Like that's yeah. one of those movies that they just really, really enjoy. I think part of that is nostalgia, but yeah, but people do love the, the dynamic, I think. Yes. I mean, you have to get past that ridiculous throw the helmet, oh slide down before the oh helmet God, hits the ground. Breaking I mean, just we literally <laughs> time so travel, and that is the biggest break of the rules of physics yeah. in the entire film. That's, that's hilarious. But I gave that movie a five, and I, I'm going to bump it up to a six. I nice. think that's good. I think there is more to like about it than there is to dislike, and I think I kind of chose a more passive review on it but i'm gonna lean over to the other side on yeah it. i gave frequency a four. Yo, wow <laughs> that was pretty harsh i mean you know but hey, hey that's me there you go. i'm a harsh guy um but mr yeah. harsh they call me i also think i was it's not that i was too harsh on it but an honorable mention i think that deserves more credit now is uh the kid hmm. with bruce willis okay. okay um i started thinking about the movie because audrey wells the screen writer of it who also just recently wrote the hate you give she just passed away suddenly uh, cancer oh no and i was re-watching a couple scenes from the kid and in particular the scene where the young version of bruce willis is being chastised by the older version of his father and he's seeing where his like life started to fall apart and he became the person that he is mm-hmm. and it's a very well done scene okay. uh it's very impactful and the movie itself is very sweet and we don't get a lot of sweet time travel movies. Like, there's yeah. no violence. There's no, like, oh, you know, we have to save the world. It's a very personal problem. It's kind of like the reverse of Frequency. It's like kind of what I wish Frequency oh, had done. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, this was... That's nice. By the way, Bruce Willis has been in three time travel movies where he interacts with a younger version of himself, both in Looper, uh, oh, yeah. 12 Monkeys, and um, the, the kid. kid. <laughs> that's very specific. <laughs> I love that's Bruce hilarious. Willis. He's great. Well, that's a good list. Yeah. Okay. So we're very excited about this. I had a, a light bulb moment. And um, as I'm sure you, <laughs> if you're a diehard friend of our show, you will recognize this clip. Time travel made that guy a real asshole. So that's our 
our favorite clip and we wish we could have come across it sooner because boy it would have been relevant earlier and <laughs> yeah. so because of that because we didn't get to play it for like more like than 60 percent yeah. of our show <laughs> we decided it would be important to make a list of our top 10 time travel assholes Woo! Woo! Yes. so after every single one we're going to play that clip just heads up we do have some honorable mentions and these so for the top 10 we have little clips that we're going to play of some asshole moments just to kind of give you a frame of reference but the the honorable mentions are ones that um you know we don't have clips for but they're they could have easily made the list right yes so and we all agreed we we're on a long car trip from LA to San Diego so we all three Passed of us agreed and went through this yes. and it was you know we all agreed together so it was a it's a good list. So obviously we'll start with Synchronicity, which is where the clip came from. Yes, Jim from Synchronicity. Jim from Synchronicity. <laughs> he, yeah, obviously, like someone literally says that about him. So yeah, he, he that's that. <laughs> he is the uh, the titular asshole of time travel. Yes, as, he is. as we made him <laughs> he from really, the clip, and he really is. If you've seen that movie, it's pretty accurate. So <laughs> as you mentioned, Looper. We have uh, old Joe, which is Bruce Willis's character. Just a he's a dick. Just he's, an all around asshole. I, Kills a kid. <laughs> I definitely like lobbied for him to be in our top ten for a little bit because he's a child killer, right? And like future child killer too. Like there's child, children that he doesn't kill, but he wants to. So like he's just not a good guy. Like I get it, you love your wife, but all in all, time travel made you an asshole. So. Yes. <laughs> Barry Allen from the yeah, Flash that's, TV that's show. A, that's a fun one, just because you know what He's kind he of tries really hard, right? He does. Sometimes he's just selfish, especially with his whole like mom stuff and the Flashpoint little story arc. Yes, mm-hmm. that was purely selfish from him, and he killed Cisco's brother because yeah. of it. Right. Yes, yes. And even if he's not an asshole, I think we're talking about this. It's at least a dick move. Yes, <laughs> it is. Yeah, which is very close mentor. to assholes. Yeah, but he yes. also knows it too. He's he really he really he tries his, to make up for it. Yeah, he does try and better himself from it, which. Can't say for all the people on this list, that's yeah. for sure. And then our last honorable mention, of of course, you know, tis the season, but it is also accurate any time of the year. Cal from Halloween Town 2, oh, yeah. the that's Disney Channel movie. He's definitely an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah we have to show love. Guy. We have to show love to Halloween Town. Which that episode um, we did with the lovely Mallory from... Um, What's up, Movie Surfers podcast? Yeah, shout out amazing. to Mal. Hello, yeah, love Mal. her. Love you. Love her tweets. She, she's yeah, yeah. You are definitely. Awesome. I'm, I'm talking to you, Mal, directly because I think you become one of our like actual friends that we met through the podcast, and oh, I think yeah. that's that's I, notable because I literally am friends with her through the internet. Yeah, which and our parents told us not to do, but she and I are <laughs> like really good friends now. So it's, it's just fun. yeah, and then, we and, just never met in person. It's okay. Yeah, and I feel like we want to okay. give you a shout out in the finale because we really did become a friend yeah, with girl. you over the podcast and our, our 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 kind of sister podcast of connection with all the yeah because we did like two Disney yes. two or three Disney we did movies. Uh, we uh, we did two we did um, just two Disney Channel movies right. we also did Minutemen with Zach Heltzel yes. from Zetas Love Podcast who is also also awesome yeah really and. Cool, yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, much love to the DCOM podcast yes. and fam. Okay, so now we'll get into the top 10. So we'll start with number 10, we'll go down to one. <laughs> All right, so we'll just go kind of round robin and, sure. and announce them. So why don't you start? Yeah, so top 10, um, we're going to single out one character in, in, in particular, but this kind of is a, a group of people. 
Uh, and they are people that are stuck in time loops. And we're going to single out Phil from Groundhog Day, played by Bill, Bill Murray, because he really is, he is the, the Groundhog Day character. Uh, yeah. He is the time loop character that kind of really, he's the best example of this. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also extends to, uh, we did a whole time loop episode. And so, you know, all of them in the same situation, they're in this group. Yeah, they're all kind of, they repeat their days because they're not great people. Right. Kind of, is is kind of the big plot. Yeah, but, and, and also they have a period where they, they, be, they have like a day where they just do the worst thing they can yeah. because they have no consequences. Yeah. I'm sorry, what was that again? I'm a god. You're a god. I'm a god. I'm not the god. I don't think. Because you survived a car wreck? You folks ready to order? I didn't just survive a wreck. I wasn't just blown up yesterday. I have been stabbed, shot, poisoned, frozen, hung, electrocuted, and burned. Oh, really? And every morning I wake up without a scratch on me, not a dent in the fender, I am an immortal. Special today is blueberry waffles. Why are you telling me this? Because I want you to believe in me. You're not a god. You can take my word for it. This is 12 years of Catholic school talking. I could come back if you're not ready. So, <laughs> that's... I. I love her. Annie McDowell is so great in that movie. Yeah. She's, she really... She's a great movie. That is a great movie. Um, okay. So number nine. <laughs> Very appropriate for me to announce yes, this yeah. one. <laughs> that was all just coincidence. But number nine is... Oh, wait. Sorry. Time travel made that guy a real asshole. Thank <laughs> you. And then it didn't because he learned his lesson. <laughs> Thanks to Annie McDowell. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. So number nine is... The whole cast of Project Almanac. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Congratulations, you met our list. So, oh man, they just—they do a lot of asshole, selfish things really throughout the movie. But this clip that we were able to find, which I'm glad it was—it's on YouTube. But I'm glad because this was like—I think we all kind of agree this was the biggest moment. That the funniest part of the movie to me, at least. It was the funniest part of the movie, but it was also like a big asshole moment for them. So right. like. Basically, what's going on is one of the girls in their their group. It's been a while since I've seen this movie, as I mentioned. Um, the guy's sister is bullied by this girl, and so they go back in time to like re-bully the bully. <laughs> and so that's this clip. Experiment fourteen, payback time. It's a great moment, but it's also like, dude, you're literally used time travel just to throw soda on a bully yeah. in high school. Like, get over yourself. <laughs> I just, yeah, I just love that I'm everywhere, bitch. That's just such a great. For sure, but yeah. um, I'm, I'm surprised I'm everywhere, bitch. Not become an audio clip we use in more places. Yeah, I know. I'm everywhere, bitch. <laughs> yeah, that would have been good too. So, to the cast of Project Almanac. Time travel made that guy a real asshole. There you go. Okay. N- number eight. Uh, number eight is uh, Michael, played by Adam Sandler in the movie Click. It's mm-hmm. almost like, it's like a, it's a wonderful life with time travel, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. And if you, those of you not familiar with it, Adam Sandler gets a remote from Christopher Walken 
and Bed Bath and Beyond that is a universal remote, and it is truly a universally cosmic remote. Please make sure Neil deGrasse Tyson never gets this remote. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah basically, or if anything, he should be the oh, yeah, one maybe. that actually operates it. Yeah. It's true. Now that Prince and uh, David Bowie are gone, maybe yeah. it's Neil deGrasse Tyson has to be the next Time Lord. Um, we <laughs> I don't think know. Type dancing could be. Could Ooh, be sure, a, yeah. a time it could protector. Be a damn anyway. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, but anyway, Michael from, <laughs> Michael from Click is pretty insufferable until the end. And so we have this little clip of him being, you know, an asshole. So, Michael, I had a wonderful idea. Your mother's playing canasta with her friends tonight. I thought, oh, what a great opportunity. You, me, and Ben should go and have a boys' night out. Can't. What do you mean you can't? You have to eat sometime. We could go, we could whistle at pretty girls. <laughs> I'm down for that. See, he's down. I don't know what it means, but he's down. <laughs> hey, please. Don't give me that finger. I'll make you a deal. If you come, I'll show you the quarter trick. Will you look at the man? I'll tell you the secret. No, Dad. Don't you want to know how I you do the stupid trick? I've always known. Can you let me do my work? You've always known. You're pathetic. I'm so sorry I parched in. I love you, son. Man, that's like hard to watch, <laughs> honestly. That's I know. a rough one. I, I, I had, <laughs> yeah, I made another clip where he's being an asshole to his kids, but that's not because of time travel. That's just because he's naturally a dick. But that one, I'm just like, that's the last time he saw his dad. And I'm just like, God, that's just... Yeah. I, he's yeah. somewhat redeemed a little bit by the fact that he's watching it and knows he's being an asshole. Yeah. He's like, what are you doing? Right. So like, when it gets to... Man, this movie, I can't watch this movie. It's too sad. <laughs> yeah. When it gets to the end, when he's like dying, whatever, and he like regrets everything of his life yeah. and what he's done and all these things that he's missed. And he's, Oh my God, it makes me cry. Well, it's also like the reason why I chose that clip is because that was him in autopilot. So right. literally yeah. the time travel made him an asshole. Right. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> time travel made that guy a real asshole. Yeah. It did though. It, it, made, did, it, really it did. made him more of an asshole he, than he was. He, he had problems before the time travel, but the time travel turned him from like a lovable father who made choices and was a little sad in his life to like a straight up dick. Yeah, <laughs> just no time for anything but work. Uh, the next is one that I'm. It's actually working out this round robin because this is one that I just. Ooh. <laughs> Uh, so it's it's uh, the movie Slipstream, oh, and Lordy. and it's Sean Astin who plays the character Stuart. Uh, <laughs> of course he does. Yeah. Of course his name is Stuart. Of course. In this movie. Oh. He's he couldn't have just been like a Ben or like a. I was gonna say Sam, but yeah, <laughs> Sam. Just, yeah, Samwise. Um, you know, but, like he could have been a normal name. But yeah, Stuart, um, and, and in this movie, Definitely. he has this little PDA that makes him you know go through time, whatever. But. The first thing he does with it is go to the bank to get more money, and he also just be a huge creepy asshole to this the the, the bank teller. This so, movie is terrible. Just yeah. all around. Let me get to know you as a person. I want to have a deep and meaningful conversation with you. Every time I get the opportunity, I can't help but fixate on your perfect skin, your cornflower eyes, your scent. Thank God, Maggie. It's like you just stepped out of the bath. Hope you're taking this as a compliment. You're just so ripe. <laughs> you're like a you're like a piece of fruit. I can't stand it. I just want to eat you. Is something wrong? Why can't you leave me alone? 
just a huge Ew. creep. <laughs> time travel made that guy a real asshole. Although I think he was an asshole without That's time true. travel. But <laughs> yeah, he what uses the time travel creep. to like say this like nasty stuff to this woman and then reverse time so she doesn't remember he said it to her. Ew, yeah. that is like the creepiest of the creepy. All right. Number six. Yeah, this is kind of working out how this is going. Because <laughs> I don't have to do the one after number six. Um, number six is Time Lapse, the whole cast. Oh, this movie. So, I have mixed feelings about this movie because I, it's, the premise it's is, such a good idea. Yeah. And it's so interesting for like yes. parts of it. And then it just falls apart with yeah. the whole betting thing and the racing and the but it's also bets like, or whatever it is. But it also goes against it, too, because the concept isn't theirs. The concept is a time travel, uh, a Twilight Zone concept right. that they squandered. So yeah. if anything, it goes more against them that they failed in this premise. I know, but like, it's just so, it's such a bummer for me that this movie just <laughs> ended up the way it did. I wish it didn't, but here you go. What are you doing? I'm gonna do what we should have done from the start, and I'm gonna destroy that fucking machine. Stop! Please, stop! You said we can change things, right? Then all I have to do is put a new note in the window for tonight's picture. Then, when I get the message last night, I'll know to prevent you from catching me at the window just now. You'll never find the photos. We'll never have had this conversation. If you destroy the machine, I can't fix this. Oh, man. I can't believe she actually shoots him. So right? I'm like, still surprised. Her character, she, I will give her this. She does a really good job I like in this it. movie. I, I like her character a lot in that movie, though. Yeah, yeah no, Daniel Pennebaker does a good job. That's, that's one of those, that's a very interesting episode. I definitely encourage people to re listen to that episode because it's one of those movies that's frustrating. Yeah. Because there's so many things that work. And could have worked, and so many things that doesn't. They had freaking Gimli in that movie and cut him out of scenes. I know, yeah, it's ridiculous. Like the whole dog racing subplot was just so if it, dumb. If that was out of it and it was like shorter, I think it would have been so good. Yeah, and, but also the the guy that she shot, he he used time travel to steal his own paintings, which is also kind of dumb. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like, <laughs> oh, it I have dumb. I have painter's block. I need to see what I do just so I can paint a thing. It's it's just dumb. Anyways, yeah. Time travel made that guy a real asshole. Yeah. <laughs> all of them. All, all of, of those guys. All of them, but especially her. This is. I think this is the first woman to re make the list. <laughs> I mean, women don't time travel, as we've talked about mm -hmm. a lot. Yeah. So she's the first woman on our list. Um, all right. Uh, mine is uh, the entire cast of Hot Tub Time Machine. <laughs> this is a world in the 80s where no one is a good person, and everyone is just a complete dick. Yeah. And... Um, or bitch, I suppose. I mean, they're all horrible. <laughs> yeah, they and, are. Um, this is uh, my clip. I'm actually glad I'm doing this one um, because this is actually a movie that um, I really yeah, enjoy you, as a guilty yeah, pleasure. Yeah, you liked it the most out of us. So. <laughs> yeah. and, but I, even I am like, these guys are terrible. They're mm -hmm. complete assholes. And I think this clip will sum it up quite nicely. <laughs> Wait, I forgot that it says in the asshole handbook that you can just fuck over your friends whenever you want. Actually, it would say that in the asshole handbook that it was like guidelines for being an asshole. That's probably yeah, what it would say. Why would say that in the asshole yeah, handbook? It would say, say to fuck your friend. No, 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 no. I read a book. Okay, no, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My bad. You guys are right. But if you're changing the fucking past, okay, 
then I'm changing the fucking past. All right? I fucking suck. No, 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 no. Luke. Luke. Okay, we're in the game. I like this. I didn't change anything yet. I just didn't do it. And if we're changing shit, you better be there at midnight to get my fucking back. Done. I'll be there. No, 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 no. Guys, guys. Come on, man. Talk to me about this. I hate this movie so much. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Time travel made that guy a real asshole. Yeah, I, um, I kind of like stumbled on that clip. Almost the first thing I found, because I, I kind of skipped the movie and I was like, oh, they're talking about being assholes. That's like perfect. And then they're Perfect. Yelling at that is a good example, yeah. yeah. <laughs> also named Stu. Yes, that's true. God. Stuart. Yeah, I, I mean, uh... like, like Rob Corddry is definitely the biggest asshole in the movie because yeah. his character like changes all of time by like, you know, being, um, he stays in the past and just fucks everything up. So yeah, biggest asshole in the movie for sure. All right, number four. Yeah, this is really inappropriate. Um, this is uh, the movie Interstellar, uh, and Matt Damon's character, man, uh, because he is he just fucks everyone over just because. <laughs> He's really an asshole. Yeah. Um, so literally, time travel made him an asshole. Like, the <laughs> yeah, epitome of this. Yeah, re relativity made him an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny when I left Earth. I thought I was prepared to die. The truth is, I never really considered the possibility that my planet wasn't the one. Nothing worked out the way it was supposed to. Let's go. Yeah. So oh, he's... Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, granted, he, he probably had, had a touch of the space crazies, but yeah, he really was still just, an asshole, though. He's yeah, still like trying up. to kill Matthew McConaughey, yeah. and like, I, this planet is not livable, but I'm going to tell you it is, so that you stay here and I can escape. Yeah, like, and, and then he turned his little walkie bot into a, uh, into a bomb, yeah. and I think oh, yeah. I think he killed someone else in the explosion, but yeah, yeah, that's right. He kills the other uh, scientist. Yeah, oh yeah, with the fake oh, at, right as he discovers the fake readings. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Can we can we switch? Can you do number three and I do number two? Fine. No, I'm just <laughs> I don't really care. <laughs> so number three, actually, this is a really good one for me to do. Uh, that's, um, yeah. Is Dom Domino Gleason everyone's favorite uh, garden tender and uh, <laughs> and right hand man to crybaby cry Kylo Ren? And for some reason. What's her face felt that he should still exist in Black Mirror? Oh, because Haley Atwell. I mean, uh, she was Haley Atwell was like literally Haley Atwell was like I'm, I'm not hanging on Domino Gleason. He was very charming in the episode, but literally Haley Atwell was like I can get whatever dick I want. Yeah, and I want Domino Gleason's dick again. I want that <laughs> ginger so dick. So lame. Anyway, <laughs> anyway um, <laughs> not like, my what Black about Mirror. Chris Evans? No, give me General <laughs> Hux. <laughs> I've had Chris Evans. <laughs> and I want that. Gross. Please stop. Please stop. All right, we're playing the clip. This is from About uh, Time. This is about About Time. This is a movie that everyone loves that we don't like. Yeah. It's my mother's name. But let's not get into that. Um, so I know this is forward, but your face tells me that you're finding this party to be a living hell. So I just wondered if you might come and have a bite to eat with me instead. Right now. I, I'm sorry. Okay, obviously, I should have thought this through more. Um, let's talk about Kate Moss. I love Kate Moss. I always think the key thing with her is the history. You yes. Know, the informality of her early shots compared to 
high fashion stuff. So you always know that underneath, she's still just the same cheeky, normal girl, naked on the beach. Beach. I agree with you completely. If we leave now, then we can have, you know, more than one starter. Oh. <laughs> your eyes and I love the rest of your face too ew why do people like this movie <laughs> yeah I mean he's so, so gross so I actually don't go with him I actually listed out all the reasons why he's an asshole in this movie because oh, thank god uh, oh, thank so, you. so Matt, in, in that clip god. he uses time travel to basically reboot their relationship because they met in a, in a really nice scene where they like in a, in a, a it's like a blind date where it's all in the dark and they really hit it off and it was great. But then he went back in time and like did, did something else to help a friend and he erased that date. So he had to go to a party and then use the knowledge he already had to get back with her. So he just like, like so basically going forward, the relationship was built on a lie. Because right. he doesn't care about Kate Moss. He right. knows that she does. So he He's used... literally spouting things that she has said to yeah. him. Exactly. And so that's a huge it's not asshole. Charming. Move. Yeah. So so <laughs> sorry great. people who like this movie. This is not a charming movie. Yeah. He's a creep. <laughs> yeah, so that's the way they're that's the way they go forward in their relationship. It's like, what the I hell, man? And then second he used That he, is my hill that I will die on. Yeah. He he seduced Margot Robbie's character while he was oh, still God, no. while he was with Rachel McAdams. Oh, just God, to prove that he can get with her and then Ew. turned her down and then went to go home and then proposed to Rachel McAdams that Ew. night. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that whole That sub-line. night. We also had a big problem with the fact that he never tells Rachel McAdams about Yeah, that's my next point. Line. Never tells okay. ne- never tells Rachel McAdams. Yeah. And then at one point he went back before his kid was born, I think, and that Mess with the sperm, which made his, his gender change. My God! And then he takes his sister along, and that fucks her life. He she gets in like a car accident and whatever, right. so he just screws he her over. He travels with his sister. Yeah, they like they, they go together at some point, oh, which man. proves that he can take other people. So why not take Richard McAdams? He's whatever. so selfish. So that's it. The Those are my, anyway, my my big bullet points. <laughs> oh, thank you, Matt. Thank you for thank doing you. that. Oh, I don't know if we played the time travel made that guy a real asshole. Yes. Wow. One hundred percent. Yes. Yeah, it he is definitely worthy of the number three mantle, the top three mantle of assholes. Yeah, he definitely is. All right. So number two, I'm honored to be able to talk about this one. You all know it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> number two is Aaron from Primer. <laughs> yes, Shane Cruth, the writer slash director of the movie, also slash the biggest dick. Self-dick sucker that exists on the fucking planet. <laughs> Self-dick sucker. <laughs> if I ever see him, I will say, stop sucking your own dick and think about other people and walk away. <laughs> that's exactly it's, what I'm I hope saying. It's in a public place, like in a cafe, and I hope Matt is with you, and you just run up to Shane and just say that, and then shift back into the crowd, never to be seen yeah, again. And then I'll probably around and be like, hey, by the way, you know, I kind of did like the movie. <laughs> Oh my god. That's the dream. Okay, so this movie, I if you're a fan of our podcast, I'm sure you've heard us talk about this more than once. So yeah. I won't get into it too much. But basically, he just is, he's a selfish asshole. Yeah, they use time travel to get money, basically. And he they, they end up drugging themselves and knocking themselves out in the past and taking, taking over their lives for a few days just so they can use time travel to craft the perfect day, pretty much. But... It's so, it's, I just, ugh. Yeah, it, it was kind of hard to find a clip for this one because they both seem to just talk about stuff, but this is like the last Aaron in the timeline that kind of explains what he's doing, so I don't know, it's kind of a boring clip, but it explains what he's doing that made him an asshole, I guess. Okay. 
came would ask, and Aaron would describe how simple things become. When you know precisely what someone will have for breakfast, even in a world of tamper-proof lids. How? And that's where I would have entered the story, or exited, depending on your reference. Because when Aaron came back the second time, it wasn't so easy. He wasn't expecting me to put up a fight, and by that time he was too exhausted to take me. But for reasons that are only evident to me now, I understood that he simply wanted it more, that he just had more invested. So I left. He had already performed the task, as I had intended to, of recording the conversations of the day just in case. So I can't even listen to that. Yeah, it's Honestly, it's Honestly, it's like cringeworthy for me. I just, the way, the words that he says and the way that he says them are so obnoxious to me of just, it, it is actually, I think, a good clip to pull because it's a good example of how, it, it's about him. It's yeah. all about me. And it's, it's about so what blase. Aaron wants. Like, he is Aaron. He's talking about a different Aaron, but he is Aaron. And that just drives me crazy. It's yeah. like, that's what Aaron wants to do. Time travel made that guy a real asshole. I need to play it <laughs> twice, just because it's relevant twice. Time travel made that guy a real asshole. In, the, in his character in the movie and also in real life. God, <laughs> yes. Ugh. Okay, so number one, we should all announce together. Yeah, that's a good... The ultimate time travel. Yes. Drum roll. Drum roll with us. Okay. Is from Back, Back to, to the, the Future, future to Biff. Biff. <laughs> okay, well, Hyde didn't say it, but I'm sorry, I didn't. I I messed right. it up somehow. <laughs> it's fine. But yes, it is. It is Biff. Um, and Jen, you found this clip online. I found it's someone a made a, a cuts of all of Biff's best lines. It's like two minutes, but it's totally worth it. It's really funny. And so uh, here we go. But what are you blind, McFly? Are you deaf, McFly? What are you deaf, old man? Don't be so gullible, McFly. Don't be so gullible, McFly. What kind of stupid name is that? Must be rough being named after a complete butthead. So what's it to you, butthead? Just get in the car, butthead. What are you looking at, butthead? What are you looking at, butthead? He's a butthead just like his old man was. Hey, butthead. Who you call it, butthead? Butthead. McFly, your shoes aren't tied. Your shoes are belly. Oh, McFly, your shoes are tied. Well, look at what we have here. Look at what we have here. Your old man, Mr. Loser. All right, punk. All right, punk. Loser with a capital L. Especially with a dog ugly head. You cost 300 bucks damage to my car, you son of a bitch. You're supposed to be in Switzerland, you little son of a bitch. I'm gonna get that son of a bitch. You're dead, you little son of a bitch. You chicken? What's wrong, dude? You yellow? What's wrong, McFly? Chicken? Hey, McFly! Hey, McFly! Hey, McFly! Hey, McFly! I thought I told you never to come in here. Thought I done told you never to come in here. I thought I told you to stay in here! And all the money in the world wouldn't do jack shit for that lazy bum. You gutless yellow pie slinger! Yellow belly. You damn fool! Dude it up, egg-sucking gutter trash! I'm gonna take it out of your ass. Ah, oh, that's about as funny as a screen door on a battleship. I'll hunt you and shoot you down like a duck. So why don't you make like a tree? Why don't you make like a tree? Hey, I'm talking to you, McFly, you Irish bug. Huh, that bug George McFly? And get out of here. And get out of here. 
Say hi to your mom for me. <laughs> what a oh my great God. super That cut. is a great super cut. I want to give props to the person who posted it. Um, Piatopia. Yeah, from like 10 years ago. But that but is... so good and so hilarious. I, that just... I love Tom Wilson. Because yeah. I've seen that, seen all the different ways he's himself. Butthead. Like in the in the old west, and he's older. Oh my God, when he's when he a calls kid. him yellow, it's, it's so just sweet. Tom Wilson is so good. Tom Wilson, he's we really know you're great. listening, but you are just great. You're you're <laughs> you're a great you're you're a great human being. Yes, like and you own it all. Like I I know that everyone keeps being a Biff over the past thirty years, but like especially right still. now when it's really relevant. Yeah, and and obviously Biff in the movies, um, in in Back to Back to the Future Two, he is basically Donald Trump. And we, as we all know, Donald Trump is the biggest asshole in the world. So yes. it's fitting. He just hasn't for, time traveled, so that's yes. why he's not. That we know of. God, oh, I hope not. He cannot have control of time travel. So for Biff, time travel made that guy a real asshole. Yeah. The side effects of Marty time traveling. Yes, right? but no, I I, I agree with you, Matt. Tom Wilson does not give enough credit. Yeah, for he, he's just business. he's so great in those movies. He really is. Well, there's our asshole list. That was fun. Yes. Hope you guys enjoyed that. So now we will do our bottom five movies that we've done. Yeah, and and this is this is kind of unrelated to our ratings. This is just like kind of the essence or the our experience, least, the conversations. Yeah. Just overall, kind of looking back, like for the way I used it was like looking back. What were the five least favorite, like. Convers- not conversations because they're all fun. Listen to all the episodes. Yeah, looking back, what are the five that I and like? Oh, why did we have to watch that movie? No, I definitely wouldn't say conversations. Yeah, because a lot of some these of them were great conversations. Are good conversations, even if we didn't like the movies. Yeah, true. It's, it's even better that way. So, yes. Hyde, why don't you start okay. with your bottom? My bottom. Your bottom. Starting my, with the, starting with number five. Number five. Okay, my bottom list of least favorite episodes not that these are my least favorite movies again just to reiterate okay. um number five has to be slipstream not only I mean, there are some bad movies we talked about a sound of thunder but they're really entertaining yes slipstream is just bad it's not entertaining there's a nonsensical gunfight in the middle of the movie oh God, which is yeah. on our uh, youtube page <laughs> and I, I gosh it's just Everything about that movie is wrong. Everything about the, and I like Sean Astin. And this movie, like, it takes a lot for me to hate Sean Astin in a movie. And man, does this movie make me hate him in under five minutes, which mm-hmm. is pretty impressive. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if it would be impressed with Sean Astin's acting or not. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> it, but it was so miserable. And it was just, like, not a fun episode to talk about. I listened to a little couple clips from it a few nights ago. And... We're all just like, why yeah. do we watch this movie? Yeah. It's just like a slog, you know. But I'm glad we did the movie because now we can yeah. have yeah. all this to talk about. Exactly. It. Cool. So number four, Time Travel's Wife. Uh, mm-hmm. Jen alluded to this earlier. It was a mess of an episode. Yeah. I know it's one of our most listened to episodes. And it's definitely not one of our worst movies that we review. And it's part of the Rachel McAdams Time Travel Saga. So it'll always hold a special place in my heart. That being said, it just, this was the move, the episode that like, kind of broke us early on. And like made us realize we had to really retool the show, mm-hmm. and it was it was a really rough episode to get to and to record and to edit and all this other jazz. And I just remember being a very unpleasant experience. Number three, three would have to be Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Mm-hmm. I actually still like the movie, but this episode made me like the movie less because <laughs> it forced me to not look at it with like rose tinted glasses or nostalgia goggles, whatever it is. 
And so I had to really come face to face with some problems about the movie. And that was not fun. Yeah. Um, it was a good conversation. It's actually probably a really fun episode to listen to. If you kind of want to have your nostalgia killed. Yeah. <laughs> um, for sure. me, it was a little it was a little sad. Number two is Synchronicity. Yes. Mm-hmm. Boring movie. The best yeah. thing about this movie is, of course, it gave us the asshole clip. Outside of that, everything about this movie was just awful. And it, was, it felt like a chore to really watch it. I remember just, I, I fell asleep watching it. I think I talked about it in the episode. <laughs> yeah. Like I fell asleep at one point watching the movie. Um, same with Slipstream actually as well. Yeah. Um, Displacement is my number one okay. least favorite episode. Mm-hmm. It was a fun episode to listen to. I think as an audience member, you will have a lot of fun listening to our Displacement episode because we just rag on this movie. But as far as an experience of having to watch the movie, having to break it down, having to actually pay attention to a movie like this was just, man, it was like, I'm pretty sure, I think at this point we had already talked about eventually ending the show soon, but man, did that episode make me feel like, okay, yeah, it's we about were time like to end a, the show. Yeah, a run of all that stuff, yeah. Yeah, it was number 70, so. Yeah. Yeah. It was really starting to run on, running okay. out of fumes at that point. Nice, that's a good list. <laughs> Uh, yeah, my bottom five. I uh, started at number five. This would probably be similar to probably all of ours because I think we We're have... We're all kind of the yeah, same, we have, yeah. we have some similarities. But for me, number five is synchronicity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for the same reasons, but uh, I, I just really didn't... I hated how at the end, the last dude arrived in a timeline where there wasn't a wormhole. Like, that. your rules are you jump through wormholes and he went through a timeline where he never did it. So it's just, I hated it. <laughs> um, and it's, yeah, same reasons. kind of just ugh, boring. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four is uh, displacement for me. Uh, again, same reasons. It's exhausting. It's just much of time travel jargon and just kind of a mess. And ugh. Uh, number three for me is hot tub time machine. Mm-hmm. I-, I hated when John Cusack arrived in the future. He erased his past self. They had no mention that he was like, gonna remember everything. He was like, "What is this life I have now?" He just thirty years he or twenty years or whatever he erased that life that he had mm-hmm. um, and his wife that the, the person that she's been married to for 20 years is now dead. It's the person she met in the eighties, which is horrifying to think of. Like can you imagine married, mar- being married to someone and they re- reverted to their mind from 20 years ago or whatever. Yeah. Number two for me is slipstream. Uh, f- you know, just ugh, a bad movie. Yeah. Just not good. And what's your number one? Number one for me, um, I, I, I'm singling out this movie. It, we did it. It was a two-parter that we did in, in the episode. It is S. Darko. Yep. <laughs> uh, I knew this would be on your list. The, the, the rules for Donnie Darko, there are rules. They were they were made up for the movie. The, the director wrote them, but just he's made them up. And the, but, the, but he wrote them down. They are so explicitly written down that they're in the director's credit of the movie in writing. And the writers for S. Darko just didn't care. They didn't care to learn the rules. He's still bitter. They just, they just were like, oh yeah, that, the movie had a bunny. The movie had a meteor or whatever. Or the, the movie had all this stuff. Let's put it in there and just don't care about the rules. So they just, and it's also just a bad movie. They just did not care. And for that reason, you are my least favorite of all the ones that we did. Nice. That's okay. a good one. <laughs> I have honorable mentions, so I'll start with those. Bill and Ted. <laughs> Frequency. <laughs> Sorry, I just didn't like it. And Synchronicity. And uh, Prince of Persia was kind of on the cusp. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Sam Cleavage. My number five is When We First Met. Mm. Uh, I just, I have such a strong love of rom-coms that that movie was so poorly done of it. 
that it had to it had to be there for me. I'm sorry, but yeah, for yep. you it's like how dare you go yeah, into my territory? It just, it genuinely, it is like Netflix rom coms. They're either great or they're terrible. There kind of is no in-between. So <laughs> there you go. Number four is displacement. Um, as we've mentioned, blah, blah, blah. So number three for me is primer. Mm. I know you might be surprised it's not number one. Is <laughs> number three because I, I couldn't put it all the way at the bottom because it does do time travel. And it, you know, even though I... Hate pretty about. much everything about that movie. At least it does more complex time travel. So, number two for me is Slipstream. And I think Slipstream is on all of ours. Yeah. And number one for me was Hot Tub Time Machine. There you go. There we go. <laughs> so, that's funny. But I, so our bottom five, I'm not surprised they're all kind of similar. Yeah. I think our top, though, are going to be more different. Yeah, I have, yeah. So, I have some. I think I have a there will be of, some overlapping, but. Yeah, if someone's doing a bracket, I may have an upset for everyone. So are we going to round robin it five? Yeah, four, I think three, we should for this one, just because. Because otherwise, if we all end up doing the same ones, then mine are, like, with the bottom, mine right. are kind of not as okay. interesting. So. I want to um, give an honorable mention. I know, I know some Yeah, I have honorable mentions too. So Let's just, start with those. Sure, Let's yeah, yeah. your honorable mentions first. So, so, yeah, my honorable... I only have one honorable okay. mention. It's Arrival. Okay. Uh, okay. It's a very it's a interesting one. episode to talk about because it's probably one of our most disparate time travel ratings in an episode, looking back. Is it? We are all over the place. You, like there, Some people like weren't really big fans of the time travel. Some are in the middle. <laughs> I really love the time travel. It's one of my highest rated time travel movies. But some people hated the way the time travel was used in the movie. So I would, if you want to just hear a very, very deep conversation about our time travel, I, I recommend Arrival. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Did you have honorable mentions? Um, I think one that won't be on our top five. I'm trying to choose ones that I know won't be in the top five. But I want to give honorable, honorable mention to ARC, ARQ. Yeah. Because mm. I don't think that really stood out in terms of like top five, but I really did like that movie. Yeah, that okay. one is on Netflix, so it's, we do recommend that. Yeah, I recommend people yeah, seeing it. Cool. It won't be in my top five, but I recommend it. Yeah. Mm, I like that. I have a number of honorable mentions, which I guess is good, but I liked a lot of movies. First, I wanted to give a shout out to Time Trap, because that movie was really fun. Yes. Um, obviously, we just talked about it, but that one, I wanted to give an honorable mention, because if that was a movie we had done, you know, kind of somewhere within like a full episode, we I think we would have... You know. Yeah, I have good, good ratings. Yeah, for sure. So I wanted to mention that. Um, Edge of Tomorrow, kind of on the cusp. Yeah, that was on my list of honorable mentions, too. Source Code is an honorable mention. Men in Black 3 and Twilight Zone. Nice. Okay. So, okay. So let's start number five. How, why don't you start? Okay, my number five is Triangle. It's okay. a really fun episode. It's also a movie I would have never discovered if I hadn't done this podcast. Same. And I, for that alone, I it has to be one of my favorite episodes because it was a, such a pleasantly, surprisingly good film. Yeah. Uh, and there's a lot to talk about. That's a movie I can rewatch uh, in like tomorrow and maybe pick up something new. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, Triangle is number five. Uh, for me, number five is Primer. Mm. Um, just because there's a lot to think about. And when I really got down and really got in the, in the in the dirt with the time travel and all the timelines i had to like go outside of the movie to get all the information i needed but and someone kind of put together a timeline that made sense but it was really it's really fun to think about all the way that it it, it, it has to work for it all to kind of come together and, and i think for that it's definitely worth it granted the movie has has its faults but for the time travel it really does stand out for I me like, in my mind i like that it's in your top and my bottom i think that's yeah funny. so my number five 
is X-Men Days of Future Past. Oh, that's cool. a good one. I love that movie. Yeah. I've seen it probably five or six times at this point. Watched the Rogue Cut. And <laughs> it's it's an enjoyable movie. The time travel that they use is enjoyable. It's rewatchable. So, yeah, that's my number five. Cool. Um, number four, I'm choosing A Sound of Thunder. Mm, kind of what nice. we talked about earlier, so I won't uh, talk about it too much more. But it truly is a rewatchable bad film and the yes. episode is hilarious to yes. listen to yeah. just listening to us just trying to wrap around our minds around time waves <laughs> is great so that is a very fun movie to uh listen to and watch and a very fun movie episode excuse me to uh listen to i think nice yeah for me number four is triangle uh same same reasons why why you said it Hyde, because it's you know when i saw it i was like i want to own that movie and i bought it on blu-ray and then we have it and and i'm glad i did um it's just a, it's a surprisingly good movie, uh, and it the lead is a woman that kind of doesn't really have a romantic. She just she's a woman that just is going through some shit, and I think that's kind of noteworthy for uh, all the movies that we've reviewed. Yeah, my number four is also Triangle, so I'm not gonna talk nice. about it. Nice, cool. And I love it. <laughs> Rewatchable, and we would definitely watch that movie again. There you go. Um, so the next one, I actually have a note here that I realized, and um, number for number three, and it'll becoming an honorable mention which was Predestination. That's an uh, honorable mention for me. I'm not okay. going to get into okay. that in case it's on someone else's list. Okay. But it is an honorable mention for me. What I actually ended up going as t- number three was Groundhog Day. Oh, really? uh, okay. The reason I like that episode a lot is because Groundhog Day is such a classic. And it is. And we really break down a lot about it. Also, that was also an episode where we had uh, Clayton Snyder with us uh, recording with us. That was fun. Was that a lot was fun. a lot of fun. Yeah. Having Shout out to extra. Clay. Yeah. Uh, element to it yeah that was fun yeah that was a fun episode so that's just a you know it's not because of anything about the movie in particular I just think all around that episode was a lot of fun to do nice so that's number three okay for me number three is Interstellar um, it's it's probably the hardest sci in terms of sci-fi that we've done uh, you know they had an actual physicist on board and Christopher Nolan really wanted to make it kind of work with a black hole and relativity and then they go into pure sci-fi which I'm in the wormhole but they had like enough they had like stuff in the past that he was affecting, then he, you know, all that stuff. So, yeah, it's, um, yeah, I had to give it a spot on my list. Uh, I like the movie, and it's it's a lot of science. So Cool. So my number three is Predestination. There you go. There you go. Um, that movie is really great. It's another one that I would say for me I wouldn't watch if we hadn't done this podcast, yeah. probably. But I'm really glad that I did see it because it's really just interweaving stories so well. And then at the end when it's kind of, reveal the big twist which i won't spoil it in case people haven't seen it and want to watch it but it's so satisfying and then you're just like what yeah and it's so oh and then everything kind of comes together and makes sense it's so good so i i really enjoyed predestination so number two this begins like whenever someone asks me like what episodes did i listen to uh for the podcast these two are usually one of the twos that i bring up to somebody so number two is Hot Tub Time Machine. <laughs> the reason is, that episode, we are so heated and so against sure each other on how we feel about that movie, about <laughs> the time travel, about everything, about the characters. That's great, yeah. And that just makes for good listening. Whether you th- whether it was a miserable experience to record or not, it makes for a very great podcast. Uh, material because man are we angry at each other during an episode. Okay. Are we really? I haven't well, listened to it I in mean, a while. 
angry well, in quotation yeah, marks. Yeah, we just disagree on. Uh, yeah, but it was it was fierce disagreement. Like sometimes we disagree and we're like, oh, I disagree on that. This one we were like, no, man, like you're wrong. <laughs> no, proudly I do want to say though, because of how heated I was against the men in that movie during that episode. We had a guy tweet at us that he had to stop listening to our podcast because of my man hating, and I right. just want to say how proud I am of that. Because yeah. you're misandry. an asshole, and we don't want you to listen to us anyway, dude. You're misandry, Jen. You're misandry. That's right. <laughs> like, yes, I'm allowed to hate on men who are assholes. It's my podcast. We just did a whole list <laughs> about it. Yeah, we did. All right, um, for me, number two. Uh, this is my first pick of the podcast. We did it very early on. I saw it before the podcast, and I still love it. Uh, it is Time Crimes. Copying my list. Nope. I did it I did it without looking at your list. Mm-hmm. It's Time Crimes number two. It's a, it's a great movie, and I suggest everyone to see it. Uh, just, yeah, I don't want to spoil more because you can say whatever you want, but it's a great movie. I can say whatever I want. Yes. <laughs> um, number two for me is Time Crimes as well. I love this movie. This is the movie I always recommend to people to watch for time travel. Always, 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 always. And it was really fun too when we uh, when we were chatting with the directors of Time Trap earlier yeah. that they they had seen Time Crimes as well, and so it was like fun to to kind of mention some yeah. of these like time these travel. are our favorite time travel movies, and they had actually like seen them or heard of them. Yeah, time travel that nerds. Was really fun. Yeah, they know. <laughs> I, I enjoyed that a lot. So. Yeah, Time Crimes is so great. Um, someone actually, my friend David actually recommended this movie to me in college, sophomore year, and I didn't watch it. And so David, if you're listening, I am so sorry I didn't watch that movie. And you're so right. This movie is so good. I didn't watch it until I started dating Matt and he showed it to me. So that was probably <laughs> six years after it was recommended. Wow. So I regret not seeing it earlier because it's a great movie. Um, so yeah, my number one, number one. favorite episode mm-hmm. is Interstellar. Ah. I think Interstellar, because kind of what you were talking about, Matt, it's subtle, hard sci-fi. It's the most realistic form of uh, time travel. Yeah. And I can't tell you how many times friends, coworkers, family members will come to me and they say, you know, we listened to the Interstellar episode and we loved that episode. Yeah. My family uh, last year was driving up from Philadelphia to Cincinnati for Christmas and they were like, we listened to Interstellar, listened to that episode on the way up and we had so much fun. Like talking about it, they were because they'd all seen the movie. My grandma, my uncle, and my uh, cousin, mm-hmm. and so they had seen the movie and they were able to talk about it and they were able to listen to it. Nice. And so I just think it's one of those episodes that really sums up. Like that's the episode we had to like really put on the work gloves and like yeah. All right, yeah. we're breaking down this time travel. We got to really talk about this. Yeah. And so I think that's number one for me. Cool. cool. All right. Number one for me is a sound of thunder. Yeah, yeah. that's a good one. I just. Yeah, like like Jen mentioned earlier, I gave it a two, and I said I'll never see it again. Yeah, but then funny. I bought it, and I love it. Yeah. So I just that's a good one. That's a good I, one. I just love that movie. It's so bad. It's so great. Mm-hmm. And our conversation, we just had so much fun tearing it apart. That that really is the epitome of like just a bad movie to talk about with your friends and just have a lot of fun doing it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Decoys. For me, like looking back on all and all. Shout out to Bobby. <laughs> decoys. Yeah. So looking back on all eighty episodes. I just, Sound of Thunder really stands out for me. I just, uh, yeah, it's great. So I have a 1.5 and a number one. Okay. Because oh, <laughs> I had a, okay, I had a number one, but I, but anyway, so whatever. It's my podcast and do what I want. So 1.5 for me is Doctor Who. Okay. Just because I love it so much and yes. the time travel is so interesting, blah, blah, blah. So my number one, I have to pick Back to the Future. Nice. Yes. I, I I thought you would. Just you all get, around. You get the love for it. Uh, uh, yeah. All around. Great, 
everything. It's one of my top five favorite movies of all time, probably. Yeah, first episode so, of the podcast. It's so great. Um, I'm sure most people in the world have seen it. If you haven't, Blame what are you doing? It. Yeah, <laughs> Watch like, it, please. The, yeah, and, and I think Hyde and I, we both do love Back to the Future also, but I think we also wanted to kind of spread out the love to sure. five other movies. And, yeah. and, and I think it's, it's appropriate that you have it on yours because yeah. you started the podcast, that was your first pick. And, yeah. and you gave it the appropriate love and as we, the final and number we st- one pick. We started our our podcast on Back to the Future Day. Yes. Which is cool. So, um, yeah, a couple little housekeeping things I wanted to mention. So I went through and checked when we started doing, like, our actual intro. Like, welcome, whatever. Right. I'm Jen, I'm Matt, I'm Hyde, and we're the, the Time, time travel, travel Trio. It wasn't until episode 15 that we actually started doing that. Wow. And doing it correctly. It, it, it does sound weird to go back. <laughs> it and hear sounds us. weird. Like our first few episodes, we used the phrase "discussion leader." Oh wow! <laughs> like I like the movies that we picked were like the discussion leader because we're right. like before we it sounds really it's weird. Very weird, and I'm so sorry for people who go back and listen to those, and that's what it sounds like because it it like made me cringe. Um, so those were the only things. Yeah, I wanted and, to and every time it would be like, "I'm Jen, I'm Hyde," and I'm Matt. We're like, "No, that's no, not the right that's order." Not right. <laughs> we have our order. We have our thing. So, um, that's yeah. Oh my god. I had a, I had one like you know I wanted to have a little bit for like final notes. Here. Yeah, let's, and let's do um, it. I mean, a couple things. Some of these movies don't necessarily need to watch them. Some of them you just need to go and check out the trailer. Yeah. Like, there are some of these trailers that are just so much fun to watch. Free Jack is one of my favorite <laughs> trailers for one of our time to remove because it literally is, it literally starts off with Emilio Estevez driving in an indie car, and then the, the voice, the trailer voice is going like, such and such is about to die. <laughs> and, um, you know, honestly, if this has been like so much fun. It has been, yeah. Doing all this. And, like, I hope that there are people here who have maybe not seen every, listened to every episode, will go back and listen to some of these episodes we mentioned today. And if you've been, a, you know, watch, listening to us from episode one, you know. Yeah, thank you. Special yeah. shout out. Yeah, thank that's you so amazing. Much. We didn't, honestly, we did this and weren't even sure anyone would listen. And it's cool. Like, our, you know, our Back to the Future episode is almost, you know, it has close to a thousand plays on SoundCloud. It's pretty cool. So, you know, we're. We're uh, honored to have talked time travel to you for yeah. a long time, and we did everything we wanted to do. Yeah, so this for us really is an fun. accomplishment. We are, the, we, are we, we achieved this. If finale. we ever, the only way we would ever do another episode is if for some reason we got to interview Rachel McAdams yes. and or Bruce Willis. For it is the only sure. reason we would ever come back. So don't get your hopes up because there's another big time travel movie that comes out, whatever, or Avengers Four has time travel in it or something. Like we're done. Pretty we much. Still, we, still, we, still, we still have our Twitter account. Yeah. So yeah. I'm sure that will be updated every once it, in a while. Well, yeah. we will probably watch the big things that come out that people want us to talk about, but we're not going to do episodes. Yeah. We may tweet about it, maybe. Maybe. But yeah, we're we're just gonna we're gonna be civilians now. We're gonna yeah. be civilians <laughs> that know a lot about time travel. So there we go. We uh, hope you enjoyed listening to us. Yeah, we with are, our deluxe size episode. I know it's appropriate a, for the finale. It's a super long one, but it's our last one. So and there's a lot of fun stuff. So hopefully you guys enjoyed listening to almost two hours probably of this. <laughs> but um, you know, all our episodes are are streaming on iTunes SoundCloud and Stitcher. 
Um, please feel free to rate, subscribe, or recommend to your friends. We do appreciate that still. Yeah, and reach out to us on our personal yeah, accounts. Yeah, personal. I'm, Please do. I'm at Jen Marlis on Twitter and on Instagram. And I am at Foreman in Space on those. And I'm at Robinson is Hyde. And? With that, we are out of time! Hey, Doc, we better back up. We don't have enough road to get up to 88. Roads? Well, we're going. We don't need roads.